Welcome back to another episode of the Make It Count podcast. We're here today, we've got a new topic, and one of the things we often talk about is how noisy the world is. And I remember, it was several years ago already, but someone talked about social media being the place where everybody's talking and nobody's listening. Matt, do you think we live in a noisy world? Absolutely. I think we live in a very noisy world. Um, I think when I start to ponder this topic and talk about it, it's in my mind I conjure up effectively the Shire and go, ah, oh, that's this quiet thing. And of course, Tolkien wrote that it really in the context of part of his childhood growing up, where he was and how he saw the the differences between that countryside space and the, the noisy, loud, industrial city. And of course, I think ever since the Industrial Revolution, this noise has been a constant part of our society. That was mechanical noise. Now we are in a even might not necessarily be um, audibly noisy all the time in your nice office or your home, but it is constant digital noise or interconnected noise. Yeah. Okay. So there's several different noises we're kind of talking about today, which mm. is interesting. You ha we have the noise of the physical things we can always hear. If you are working in an office, just the hum of a computer in the background and the air conditioning, mm. the phones ringing, other people talking, you know, no matter what, there's kind of always a noise. I actually recently, I say recently, within a couple of months, realised just how noisy my computer was. <laughs> when it turns off, just you can hit, literally experience the decibels dropping off. Like, oh, yeah, that was just this yeah. like, background noise yeah. that was just bringing a little bit of attention into my life. And so there's that type of noise, the noise we hear with our ears, but then there's the noise of maybe information as well. Yeah, informational noise. Yeah, absolutely. The, well, it's interesting just to almost touch on that background noise thing. I don't know if this is where you were thinking it was going to go, but often people, I remember when I was at uni and you would go, oh, I don't really want to work in the library. It's too quiet. It's too no There is not enough noise and everything becomes hyper-focused. You can hear someone drop their pencil four tables away. I want to go to a cafe or something because it's a little bit more relaxed because there's just normal noises going on and that helps you to drown everything out and focus and there's something about having a some kind of background noise can be actually useful because it can help us to just drown everything out is at mm. the same level well that's why people like the white noise thing isn't yeah. it they put the white noise on it's that noise where basically you treat it as one that's how the noise yeah. cancellation headphones work they sort of like cancel out the noises that are common or right? just have something in the background like rain noise or yeah. or, or whatever I quite enjoyed the uni I went to uh, because they had the longest library in Europe or something like that. Yeah. So literally, like, the one end, they could have the really noisy table group collaboration work, collaboration space. stuff, all sorts going on. You could go to the other end and you couldn't hear it because it was just this old so just airport, one room, one airport big hangar. Room. Yeah, it was a big room. Oh, wow, so like no walls or doors uh, or anything in between? No, nothing. Wow. Just, <laughs> it's all one space. And so you literally had the noisy end going increasingly to the quiet end. So that's quite nice. You could find your space. Yeah. But like you said, it's the things that break your focus, which is cr crazy. Just when I was reminded, 
our brains are tuned somehow to hear certain things. So like you said, if it's super quiet, you hear even you know, the quote unquote pin drop or the pencil fall off the table or someone typing too loudly. But <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> but <laughs> it doesn't matter how noisy everything is, if someone says your name, you'll hear it. Huh. <laughs> somehow. Which is one of the reasons why many times I've considered maybe I should just go by Matthew because Matt sounds like a bunch of other things. Sing, <laughs> single syllable, you know, it's a bunch of other names, but also just other things. And so yeah, neither of us have uncommon names either. So it's yeah. not unusual to hear. So we'll go David. Four people turn around. Anyway, but, so there's there's different types of noise we're engaging in in uh. the world and. And, may, and we probably live in the noisiest time in terms of actual noise mm. and as well as the, the digital information noise, which is interesting. And, and maybe you want to contrast that because recently I wrote a series of blog posts on listening. Um, and where does that fit in in this noisy world where it seems like everyone is talking and nobody is listening maybe even better to say i think i said this in one of the things everybody is shouting and nobody is listening <laughs> yeah ever been in one of those conversations we all have yeah <laughs> one of the things i quite liked about one of those blog posts it was talking about the power of sound and you you pointed to a a soundscape or something mm -hmm. and they just said you know close your eyes and and listen to what's going on and obviously the word noise originally is to do with we've talked about like physical sounds but we've talked about informational noise how do we consume or receive most of the informational noise Probably through our eyes. Mm. So there is something, there's that, of course, there's lots of stuff at the moment in the sort of the mental well-being space of meditation. And one of the things that generally they do is, you know, close your eyes if you need to, to, to close out all of the processing of the visual noise that's coming into your mind. Mm. And, and so there is something about in closing my eyes, I shut out a lot of noise, even mm. though it's not audible. And and we have to be well because there's there is audible noise and information noise that comes together. I mean everyone's listening to a podcast yeah. and that's kind of information, right? That is that is and, a good point. And so information comes in different ways. And and one of the things I realised today, I went and washed the cars. We got two cars. Took about an hour, and I went and got washing in. And normally, what I would do, put some headphones on, no. put a podcast on, listen away. Da, da, da. I was like, actually. I don't want that today. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. Crazy, you know? Yeah. Oh, old school. But actually, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing a tweet a couple of years ago. It was brilliant. It was like, just saw a guy in the coffee shop. Complete lunatic. He didn't have headphones on. He wasn't reading anything. He was just sat there drinking coffee. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. And maybe the, the, we're going into other places a little bit with this. and But... Yeah, that I, that idea of we don't need to constantly I, yeah, yeah, for this sure. insatiable information, and and by information I mean that these are you know whether it, whatever it is, it can just be videos, it can be all sorts, but it's new information to you. It doesn't even have to be like I'm studying <clears> this. It's not. 
but it's still your body experiences as noise and information and yep. that piles up to become quite overwhelming I think a lot of the time did we mention it in a previous episode or was it just in a conversation you said recently you read about how actually it was something in 2012 and they basically estimated that we take in 32 gigabytes of data a day mm. in terms of information yeah I think it was 32 or 34 gigabytes of information a day, which is estimated that if you gave that to a laptop, the laptop would break in about a week. Yeah. Just that amount of information. Of course, that was a laptop in 2012. So. Yeah. Yeah. But also, we're probably engaging in more information since 2012. Most people didn't have a smartphone in 2012. What, the, the iPhone came out in 2011, 2010? I thought it was 2007. Oh, was that? The 2007 was the iPod. Yeah, the iPhone was too far. I, it's around 2009 to 2011. Okay. So, and that, that was before it got, you know, mainstream. So, actually, now we're all carrying around this a portal to <laughs> in, information everywhere all yeah. the time. And, High speed. And, and that all can be overwhelming. And again, I come back, what does it look like to listen in that? And the thought I had, in, and we were preparing for this, was that if everybody is talking, everybody's closed off to everybody else. And actually, mm. uh, the moment I stop to listen to you, for example, I open myself up to you because I've chosen to listen to you. And that's where a beginning of a connection happens. The connection probably doesn't start with a talk. It starts with an intentional listen. Interesting. Uh, maybe. Uh, we, we, we spoke about this recently in um, the wellbeing course that you ran mm. on, based on the PERM model. And I can't remember which one this fit in. It wasn't positive emotions. It, it was relationships. Probably was relationships. Yeah. That makes sense. And how, yeah, in a sense, it's the Kobe thing as well. So you know, seek first to understand, then to be understood. But I think in in first um, first contact, as it were, or first when you're building a relationship, you people need to be invited to uh, almost a level of intimacy, and and basically you need to take the first step. To go, yeah. I'm going to share some of who I am, be vulnerable, and then that invites you to do that. But that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about, I want to just talk at you. Yeah. You know, that's the natural inclination in a typical social engagement. And the game isn't here, we want to build trust and grow a relationship. It's like, I want to win you over, or I want to show that you're wrong. Mm. And that's a different kind of engagement. Yeah, and maybe. And maybe I remember you saying that as well. Because I and but the listening part is really important. Say I come up to you and I we talk a little bit and then I I say hey this is this and this and this, it that's that's sort of a tester. Mm. But if you then come back but I don't listen, then no connection can happen. And if sure. you in the first place you're not listening, there can be no connection. Yeah. And so it's the sort of the give receive and and only when there is a, and I suppose like you said we have to talk for there to be a connection as well. Mm. But the bit most of us maybe struggle with most is the listening part. Mm. And I, I I can't remember where I heard this, but someone talked about you know four main tools to communicating. There's reading, there's writing, 
there's speaking and there's listening. And three of them, reading, writing and speaking, we have some training at school usually. You learn how to read, you learn how to write. Most of us have had to do presentations of some sort or other and we're speaking all the time in conversations with, with our mates, with teachers, all the time. But when was the last time most of us had any formal training in listening? Yeah. We, we sit there, quote-unquote, listening to long-winded speeches, shall we say, other people doing it, but maybe we haven't been formally trained in, in how to do that even. What does it look like to listen well? Mm. And... I think that's a that's an interesting question, especially now that the world is noisier than ever. So we get we we, I think there becomes a temptation of to start closing things off, <laughs> and not listen because it's too noisy. It can become too overwhelming because in listening you open yourself up. I think that you you end up having to do that though because I'm not sure if I've ever heard this an actual. Um, example of this or whether I'm just imagining it but there was like or read about it basically the concept is they press play and there's just noise complete noise and then as it goes on they're then like a narrating voice oh, now we're taking out this and then it doesn't really sound much different and they as the audio clip goes on more and more frequencies or bits get taken out until you're left with a something that basically is discernible with music and it's quite nice to mm. listen to. And you realise that was in there the entire time, but it was masked by all of the other things mm. and it became muddied. And so I think in order to really <laughs> listen at all, we have to, by nature, cut off everything else. And that's the conversation in the cafe again, isn't mm. it? All of the other noises are there, the barista who's making the clattering, the conversations all around, but I'm focusing on you and I'm not allowing those other noises or other conversations to come in. Actually, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes that can be really difficult. You can sometimes be drawn into another conversation and there is a, I need to, I need to shut that off. I can't actually go and tell them, shut up. <laughs> I have to shut the information off at my end. Um, Oh, so then it's a question then almost of having that focus or that lens yeah. of going, I'm not open to everything. I am choosing what to listen to yeah. or I, I'm choosing who to listen to. Yes. And, and we kind of maybe know this, but often you can know what someone believes or thinks based on who they're listening to. Sure. Who are their kind of teachers, as it were, yeah. or instructors that they've chosen. I, I think this comes back to the concept really, uh, well brings it into the, the whole multitasking thing and we we wouldn't subscribe to that actually that's not possible but we're so tempted to go i will bring in all of this stuff from all these different places and i can juggle it and keep all the plates spinning and and make sense of it all but i think more and more so i'm realizing not only the things go better but f just feel a little bit less frantic and feel a little bit more fulfilling when I and satisfying that's the word satisfying when I just do one thing at a time mm. the other day uh, the end so come to the end of the work day you overheard a conversation I was having you know working from home still and with one of my colleagues and he was like oh how's it going I was like ah oh, just been a bit scattered this afternoon because 
a bunch of things have come up that I've remembered I have to do and so I was trying to then hop between them it wasn't what I'd planned to do but it was oh no I do need to get on with that so I started doing that and then another thing I started it it's always just and that felt just a little bit not really but a little bit overwhelming or at least stressing Mm. and so the best thing again to do with all these things we talked about sort of budgeting the other week budgeting with money but budgeting with time in a sense i suppose you could talk about those things in terms of noise where's the noise in your calendar where's the noise in your conversation you know i'm trying to do too many things at once i if i'm looking at my phone and the tv's on Mm. and you're trying to talk to me i'm not listening to you i'm not really fully engaged in my phone and i don't know what's going on on tv Mm. so i'm nowhere yeah, and then maybe we're getting a little away from the listening noise thing, although it is interesting. Like I'm sure every student has had this experience where they've got their paper in front of them and the laptop's open and they're trying to do something and then a notification comes up on the thing and they're like, I probably should deal with that. So they click on that and like, oh. something comes up on their phone. Now they're looking at their phone. And then this 10-minute period happens where they bounce from everything They've opened all these things. They haven't moved any further forward with the paper that they're trying to write. They've got these three other things that are now in their head, but they haven't resolved any of them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, like none of them were urgent. And so or that's important sort of, or, yeah, or important or anything. And so it's like that, that noisiness of life that actually, where people talk about read something once, you know, read the message and then reply. Don't read mm. it and plan to reply later. You know, mm. <laughs> open the email, reply then. Like basically, read everything only once. That's a sort of a rule I've heard people put in their own mm. lives. It's just like, oh, yeah, because how often I've received quite a few messages where it's like, yeah, I thought I replied to this like a month ago. Or I mentally replied to this. <laughs> Great. <Whoops>. Like, uh, <laughs> I didn't get your Whoops. mental signal here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, thanks so for that. Yeah. As much as I love receiving thoughts, yeah. I can't actually interpret them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was too noisy at my end. I don't Brilliant. know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've had that, but it's like, yeah, it would have been better off if you just had read it and then replied. Yeah. <laughs> or not read it. And then when you'd chosen that I'm going to reply now, so then you read it and reply. Mm. And that's not always possible. Sometimes on higher, like, tense things, it's like, yeah, I should be careful about how I speak this, whatever. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's noisy. And I <laughs> had some training and listening as a coach. So my job to listen well, to tune into how people's turn of phrases in the sentence or the choice of words and what they think they mean. And that means that, I I can very much tune in to what someone is saying and help them go deeper. And mm. I realise the best times I'm listening, I'm not thinking about myself. Mm. And I just the one blog post I wrote was a quote that I'd heard, and someone just said, "It comes to haunt us when we realise we haven't lived listened to the ones we love." Yes. And actually, there was another quote that sort of said, "You know, listening is the closest." behavior to being loved that we know and mm. um, or feeling listened to feeling is listened the to is the closest case. experience yeah and so those things it's it of course communicating well talking there's a, there's a giving and a taking there's a talking and a listening but actually 
most of us would do well maybe to take a time and just go hey i want to listen to the people around me because maybe they're not going to be here forever and you don't want to miss those opportunities mm. or that if we're not tuned in if we're so busy and surrounded by unimportant noise shall we say then we can miss the important noises <laughs> we can miss the music in the moment the people that we love we want to listen to and show that we're, we're connecting with them and valuing them enough to hear what they have to say and hear where they're at yeah it's the it's being intentional and and with all these things it's it's like i can feel like oh these guys are telling me you've got to just shut off all these stuff and not listen to anything and if you feel that that's the case then we've done a poor job but it's not about going i feel restricted but there is freedom in going i'm going to intentionally choose i'm going to limit listening to that or i'm going to limit some of that noise so that i can intentionally turn my attention Mm. to you the ones i love and i saw you do this really well within the last couple of days the one time I was talking, you were kind of on your phone and there was just this moment when maybe I've been talking for 20, 30 seconds or something and you put your phone away, sat down and looked at me Yeah, yeah. and there was that moment somewhere in there where you chose to listen well, to give your attention yeah. to me yep. and the fact that I noticed it is important mm. um, and I didn't say, hey, you're suddenly listening. I didn't draw attention. Be like, oh, about time. No. But, yeah, because that actually punishes that action. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But actually, it was more that I'd spotted the moment you chose. Mm. And it is a choice. That's kind of what I'm getting to here. Like, we can choose to listen or not. And mm. sometimes the biggest barrier to that is our mobile phones. Because we all know that as soon as someone gets their phone out, not really listening to you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember hearing something again on <laughs> Twitter or something. It was like the mobile phone has become the new magazine or newspaper. And and what they've then explained that by, you know, if you were in a cafe and you didn't want anyone to approach you and talk to you, you would have had a big newspaper or a big mm. magazine. And that has what this one has now become. You know, I'm looking at this. I'm look. Don't talk to me. I'm looking at this. Mm. Yeah, I think it is a bit of a non-verbal signifier in some places as well. Like you know, yeah. maybe that should be a conversation we have about whether it should. I'm whether sure it, it could be, be like, a, another I, conversation. Basically, I've, Matt's been talking for five minutes. I don't want to tell him to shut up. I will get my phone out. He'll well, I, he'll soon realise. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm not listening yeah. anymore and it can stop. <laughs> it is. So you said it's something that you, um, yeah, you you picked up on. And it is definitely something that I don't know why it's come up again, but I'm like, I definitely want to be a little bit more intentional and just be present where I am. Mm. And I just know from experience when I have the thing in my hand or even if it's out on the, ter- the, the surface or whatever, I'm just a little bit more distracted. Even just having it there, I might not be looking at it, but I might be thinking, I should probably put a reminder on for that, or I've got this thing coming up. I'm a little bit less present, and that means I can't fully listen Mm. because I'm already trying to arrange the future a little bit or whatever. So So this is us trying to figure out how we listen in a noisy world. Mm. Not easy, 
And let us know what your thoughts are on this, what questions you have, yeah. whether you think listening is any place at all, or what training you think people should have in listening, or just, yeah, listening, noise, all of that sort of stuff. I feel like we covered a raft of stuff. It's been a broad discussion. Broad, yeah, we did different types of noises, different types of listening. We'd be really fascinated to hear if there's any parts of the conversation you think. I'd love to hear more on that. Mm. We maybe do a follow-up episode. Yeah, because this has been broad, like you said. Maybe we can go a little bit narrower. A little bit you, deeper. You help guide us. We're listening. Yeah. Makeitcount.pod at gmail.com. See you next week.